Welcome to the OCRWC podcast. Today, I'm joined by none other than VJ Jones. For someone so young, he's been in the sport a long time, and this guy knows his stuff. From training programs to shaking up media, VJ has got his eyes on the prize, not to mention his race plans for 2024. Welcome to the OCRWC podcast, VJ Jones. Great to be here. What what an honor. <laughs> Well, an honor to get you. I've been doing this podcast for a long time and I can't believe I've only just uh only just getting you on to chat to you. It's uh, definitely been a missing piece of the puzzle. We've we've chatted about it happening. And so I don't know, it just <laughs> never lined up until, you know, I, I guess it was always meant to be right now. It was fate. Absolutely. Well, I mean, saying that, you've had a pretty quiet, quiet-ish year in 2023. Then you ended the year with a bang. And I think you're going to be starting 24 with with a pretty big bang as well. So yeah, it probably is kind of the right time to to have you here to see what's going on. I appreciate that. It uh yeah, it all it all worked out according to plan. Maybe not everything uh behind the scenes went to plan, but we still got the end result that we that we desired. And uh I mean, nothing ever does go to plan behind the scenes, does not it? Not at all. And especially like life has been quite the adventure the last like year and a half, two years. So being able to like get everything, well, I guess not anything's under control, but just be able to, to take all of that for what it is, focus in on training and focus in on the task and get it done. Big moves, big moves for me. Mm. I like it. Let's do we have a chat about your last year? Cause you kind of, you were, you weren't on the OCR scene as much. You were still some, but not as much. And you were quite quiet. And then kind of towards the end of the year, your socials have kind of started to get more vibrant and busy. And obviously we uh, we saw you in Abu Dhabi, but should we kind of talk about the lead up to that and then where you were at the end of the year and where you're going to plan sure. to go? Um, so cool. let's, let's, let's take this back. Um, 2021 ended the year won the U.S. National Series, won the 3K at OCRWC. Great things. I ended on a high note and just wanted to build on top of that Mm. going into 22. So 22, came out swinging, won the first uh, U.S. National Series race of the year, um, then went to Big, not Big Bear. It was Big Bear, yeah, podium there, and then also went to um, the race that they put down in Puebla, in Mexico and was able to compete while there and mm. won my first like championship level beast. So fitness was building, things were going great. But while I was down there, I got sick. I caught a bug and it put me down for a long mm. time to where I wasn't competitive for the rest of the series. I was able to fortunately like hold just enough stuff together to be competitive and still win the 3K at OCRWC later that year, but that was in between like almost weekly colds and illnesses and all kinds of issues that um, really held me back. And I think like I could have gotten over it a lot quicker if I hadn't been trying to force training throughout the entire thing. So rather than focusing on getting healthy, Mm. taking the step back that was needed, I just put my head down and tried to grind through it. And that just, it it made it that much worse. So by the time I actually Mm. took time off, like took, took like the two months that it took, to get my health in order, get my immune system back together. Uh, we kind of lost a step there. And 23 was more about like trying to build back and, and get back into fighting form. And I had some good performances throughout the year. I had some really bad ones and, you know, training was just up and down trying to find myself again and, and be able to build up some volume. And I really, every time I tried to build up volume, my body would kind of fall apart on me and I'd have to reset back down. So looking at other athletes in the field and the successful athletes, I was probably running half the volume of them, or at least like, if you look at hours per week, I was really low, but just trying to get consistent to where I'm like, the body was used to doing the work again. And I think we got to a good place. Like we found consistency. It was lower volume. So I kind of had to change my plans a little bit and really go all in on one thing when I wanted to kind of diversify. And that was the, Mm. the three K championships at, uh, in Abu Dhabi for Spartan race. And I was able to pull it off. Like it was, it was a close race, but (laughs) like, it was very like gratifying to know that 
you know, all that work was worth it, that we are back mm-hmm. on the right track and things are good. And and through this off season, like I'm, I'm definitely slower than I have been, but I feel like that's it. Things are looking good as far as building back and mm-hmm. being competitive this year, because this year I want it all, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to all the things and I want to win all the things. And then, <laughs> and then that'll, then I'll be happy. Then it'll be all right. I love that. I, I want it all. <laughs> I mean, to choose one thing to focus on for the year, Abu Dhabi was a great one for the 3K as well, because, I mean, that had a big prize purse and that was the big competitive race. You know, everyone was because of the prize purse they were taking Mm. on, Uh, which is interesting because so often this was something we spoke about the other day uh, with just a group of people, kind of why some events are seen as more competitive than others or harder than others because they might be longer. And I'm guilty of it. I'll always judge something like, say the 21k as being the tougher race but then you look and go no I, I mean i i can't run really really fast that's really tough as well they're all incredibly tough in themselves and it always kind of seems within athletes there seems to be like some underground communication of where people are going to turn up to um like with um what was the 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 north um 3k that happened last year just everyone was there but with the spartan world champs obviously it was going to be the 3k because the prize purse right. was so high so to pick to pick an event that you focused on it was it was a good one and and you, you pulled for it sure off. when i see that money i'm going to be really happy to get it so uh <laughs> well, we'll see one 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 month one year it'll drop in and my life will change because that kind of money goes a really long way in my lifestyle like I don't have a lot of expenses. I'm a young dude. I rent a house. You know that lets like that goes a long way. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, big plans. <laughs> I Give mean, me I two. hope you don't have to wait too long. We'll say that. Uh, obviously, that's a constant conversation that happens, and um, I mean, it happens behind the scenes as well. It's it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's not a cool I aspect mean, of the sport, shall we say? I'm not like I'm not ignorant to what companies went through in the past couple of years, as well as like myself as an individual, like, um, you know, everyone took a hit and everyone's trying to claw their way back and get back into being, um, you know, what they were before 2020. So, um, I agree. And it's, it's really tough in the industry right now and it's really tough for sports, but I, I think if I, I will say, <laughs> and I don't know whether this would get me in trouble, but you, you live up to for what sure. you promise. So you know, if 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 something isn't possible, you you don't say it, and uh, and yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see that paying off you soon. But yeah, you certainly sure. you certainly picked a good one uh, to to be doing the. What else did you take on in twenty twenty three? I know you were at a savage race, and you did you did pretty well there. You were your running was good, your obstacles were good. It was I just, actually competition was really. I high. ran so bad in that race. Like I took off in that event like a fit I version think... of myself would. I like. Normally, I can uh-huh. hang in no matter what's going on, no matter who's there. I don't try to lead and I don't try to follow. I just stay in the fight. And when it comes time to make that decision to mm. go and to take the lead or to stay in the fight, like I'm just there for it. And I was not fit enough to do that. I just wasn't prepared. I got outran. They just left me behind, um, which is unusual. So that like, I needed that to happen because I was like, it had been a while since I raced and I was, you know, still dealing with like coming back from being sick and not knowing like how things were going to shake out. So it gave me a good perspective on like where I was at and what work needed to be done. And I was able to come back mm-hmm. a few weeks later and, and race that three K in, in West Palm decently. Um, and I was able to win there, but yeah, I was not prepared for that race, but I'm glad I did it. I, I really needed that insight and I needed to know where I was at. Um, and they handled me. They beat me by minutes and it's okay. You know, it happens. Um, <laughs> and and I have, I'm yeah. confident that like I've turned, turned a corner. I'm back to a place where I can be competitive in, in events like that. So I'd like to show up to a savage race mm. maybe this year, just like a one-off thing. Uh, I, I won't commit to like the series or anything like that, but I think it would be fun to get back there. Um, but last year I also did, I dabbled in some mm-hmm. hybrid events like DecaFit, uh, did, did my first high rocks in December. Yeah, you did. Um, I can see myself going that direction in the next couple of years. Um, 
just because I think that's where a lot of the growth is right now and, and opportunities as an athlete. Plus, I may only be 25, but I've been doing this for like mm. 10 years now, almost like obstacle course racing, just training for that. So a little yeah. change of pace is always nice, um, which is kind of why this year I'm really focusing on on OCR. I'm still doing like the hybrid base building and building strength that I've done all through last year. But like, I'm trying to go to OCRWC. I'm trying to go to trifecta world championships. I want to go Spartan world championships. I want to do all the things that I haven't done and nice. kind of check those boxes on the resume that, that just aren't there yet. Yeah. Trifecta world championships is one I've not been to. Mm. Um, I've worked on and it looks amazing. Like every year I'm like, maybe this is the year I'll get out to Greece. And I'm really hoping this will be the year that I'm actually there because it looks like such an incredible event, like crazy competition. And I love how there's like mm. a few different championships going on. Like they're all, you know, world's toughest. I, I put them into the same group, world's toughest mother, trifecta, Spartan world champs and OCRWC. Like they're all their own type of competition that offer something different. But yeah, there's something about trifecta that, um, uh, yeah, really it's incredible. Me and looks um, really good fun. It looks like an experience like no other, which really like, obviously you want to travel and, and have a good mm. experience if you're going to fly across the world. Um, but the competition there is so steep, like <laughs> as a, a North American racer, like we have a lot of competition here, but we still don't have everybody. And it's, um, you know, getting to race the Europeans yeah. is is very few and far between. So I want I want that competition. So like this year, I'm just yeah. I'm gonna probably like put out some messages to people. Like there's two races that I want kind of. Well, there's a few races that I want everybody to show up to, but like I want to encourage some of the old guard to come out. Um, like I'm looking at the the Spartan yeah. Pan American Championships in Seattle. That's an old school race. Like that was. The first stop in the U.S. National Series for years. That's where, like, we had some of the like most competitive events in a very long time. And I want a lot of athletes to return to that venue. I want that to be the most competitive race that we've seen in five years. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start messaging people, start poking some cool. some people, and try to get some some athletes I to come back that. that haven't maybe haven't raced in a couple of years. And I want that to be. <laughs> like a throwback to what Spartan race was a few years ago. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of a dream of mine. I want, I want to see like that be a really, really competitive event. And I want as many people to show up to trifecta as possible as well, because I want the competition there. Mm -hmm. And an American hasn't, an American male hasn't won trifecta yet. So I feel like I have mm. a responsibility to, to show up and, and help represent <laughs> there and i feel good about it plus uh i wrote on my mirror uh goals for the year and it was only two sentences and it was mm. faster than basilico stronger than kent <laughs> i love that so those are uh i see those every day when i'm, I love when I'm in that. the gym so those are uh that's what we're mm. striving for this year that's awesome. i love that it's it's interesting because i think the American OCR market is waking up a lot more to what's in Europe. And it, it's really difficult because there's so rarely a chance to see people racing against each other. And, you know, we saw Esther and Lindsay in Abu Dhabi, one, one, one race, the other one. The, how do you compare that? You know, how do you compare the two? They're both two different athletes. And it's there aren't very often those chances you can go well th i know this athlete is brilliant and i know this athlete is brilliant but until we see them together we don't know where they stand but again every event mm. is totally different you know the trifecta weekend it's just it's all it is totally different and i think yeah the spartan world champs are great for bringing people out but again trifecta not that i even work with them or i'm promoting them but i love it it, it brings a lot more people out, it seems. There seems to be a really good, fun competition. So I love that. And I, I definitely think you should pursue that. I also love the idea of the Seattle race and getting people there. And it kind of, it, it makes me excited because when you say that, it, it kind of makes you think, you know, has OCR kind of lost its spark a bit? Has it lost its joy a little I bit think in the fun? Not, not like lost the fun because it's still there. It's still the same racing. Um, there's just mm. one there's one fact the that you can't maybe? escape and Spartan race sets the tone 
for like the whole industry. Like there are other organizations like, you know, Savage Race puts on some fun events. OCRWC puts on a great championship, but that's That's still only once a year. So when you look at the industry and Mm -hmm. what is setting the tone for everything, Spartan Race is the standard. And when Spartan Race Mm -hmm. is going through a tough time, that just kind of puts a damper on everything because everyone used to dabble in different events. There was Battle Frog, there's Savage Race, you know, OCRWC. And you'd see a lot of competitive athletes show up, but everyone kind of, it was kind of understood that if you're trying to be competitive and you're trying to be the best, you show up to Spartan race. And it was just kind of how it was. And you Mm -hmm. had like in 2022, it was still kind of agreed upon at that. Like if you look back, you look at San Luis Obispo, there was a ton of athletes there and you look at big bear Mm -hmm. and there, there was a lot of competition throughout the season. 2023 lost that. I was only at, or like, if you look at those races, I think there was a different winner on the men's side for every single event in the, in the three K series. Like I won the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, I think Rylan won the second one on hell won one of them. It just changed every time. So it was, there's not like a, a an agreed upon spot where everyone shows up and it was super competitive. Like even, we look at Spartan world championships, which was very, very competitive. There was still like from North America in the men's field, at least there were three athletes, I think. And that was it. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. was and the women's field was small as well. Um, I did, we did some graphics that went out to kind of highlight the people that were racing. And there was twice as many men highlighted as women. And people were criticizing it. I knew that was where the criticism was going to come. And I was kind of like, there's there's not enough women racing to be able to. I could do I could do another, you know, we could do another four to eight men. We could highlight them Um, of, you know, pulling at straws a bit to get there, but certainly another four. But there weren't enough women. And like the women that were there were amazing, like great names that you're going to recognize, but not enough. But yeah, this is a world championship. Why are you not there? Um, and it's not just because the field is dominated and you've got no chance because that's not how athletes work necessarily. But why do you think that is? Why do you think 2023 kind of um, lost the luster? I a think just athlete relations kind of soured a little bit. And um, I, I don't know. I think it just the 3K was going to confuse a lot of athletes. Not a lot of people understood exactly what that was supposed to mm. be. And I think everyone's even more confused now that we've moved away from it because that they had a good first year, like for breaking this out, not being able to land a media deal, just doing their best. Mm. It it worked. It's exciting racing. It's fast paced. If you're going to get people engaged in this, that was the way to do it. High octane, fast, exciting racing mm. that you can take big highlights out. And you can watch every second of it. And they should have committed to that for another season. Say they wanted to bring a few other championships out that were like the old school, longer courses. Great. You should have done that just to like, you know, throw Mm -hmm. a bone to the athletes that are kind of like, Oh, I I miss the old days. You don't have to necessarily, (laughs) I I say you don't maybe didn't have to even pay out for it, but say like, we're going to do a live feed. We're going to really like blow up media around these events. You could have done something and, and, yeah. And, and Celebrate competition them. brings athletes above all else. Like, yeah, money can do that, but you look at Spartan world championships, there's a ton of money there and it wasn't the deepest field we've ever seen. So if you can, if you can inspire athletes mm-hmm. to, to want to compete against each other, that'll handle itself. But like Abu Dhabi's hard to get to for certain places of the world. And even like, it, it's a closer venue this time than like the first year that they did it. But I think that first year that they did it really scared a lot of athletes. Cause I think that was the biggest turnout was the first year in Abu Dhabi to where the second and third have just declined yeah. since that first experience, because a lot of people came back and said, that was crazy just to get to, to stay at. I have a lot of women friends in the, in the sport that like had really bad experiences there and did not want to go back. So it's just kind of like, it's a, really? it's an interesting spot to get to. Now the new venue is really, really fun. It's lush. It's got like 
cushions everywhere and you can hang out and mm-hmm. get drinks and food. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I did see so it looked it looked that's nice. cool. And it's definitely an upgrade, but that's that specific championship's a little tough. But I think the reason the elite sport has kind of taken a step back in the last couple of years is because there has been no focus on it. Like if if Spartan Race decided mm-hmm. we're actually going to interview athletes before and after the race, we're going to create storylines with the different athletes, create rivalries. Um, there's just no stars in the sport. Like if you look back in the successful years, like 2015, 2016, there were those top names that they were building it up. Like Faye and Lindsay were going to duke it out. Like it was going to be a big deal. And there was Atkins and Killian and Hunter and they were throwing each other down. And it's like mm. those, those mm. storylines is what created the excitement in the sport. The lack mm. of doing that now mm. is I think what is what we're missing. I'd like to see Spartan race completely ditch prize money, get rid of all of it and invest all of that into media coverage of the like the sport because realistically athletes Mm. shouldn't be trying to make all their money for prize money like if i want to be successful exactly but there's not enough eyeballs in the space to actually put that together there was for a while like i was doing rather well like 2021 2022 2019 like i was actually able to create a sustainable career by like i could i could afford my plane tickets i would Mm. break even on my trips, I would make enough money to cover my expenses and continue training. Now it's like not enough people are paying attention because there's nothing really to pay attention to. Like you get a little bit of live stream here and there, but mm. there's like, even though you, even if you watch those live streams, you don't really know who those athletes are. Like there's nobody showcasing mm. the top athletes in the space and, and sharing their story and making it relatable to everybody else. And that's, that's where a lot of other sports like just separate from us. So even if you look at like sports that shouldn't be exciting, like golden trail, like golden trails is a, is a three hour, four hour jogging fest through mountains. And it, as an athlete, I respect that it's very yeah. hard to do what they do. And they are the best athletes in the world, but it's not, shouldn't be exciting to watch mm. and it's not, but they put value mm. into recaps of the races interviewing the athletes and building the stories and now it's one of the most exciting things to see in the endurance space like the the golden trail recaps and the preseason little documentaries that they do it's incredible to watch it's super exciting i love catching all of those events or all of those videos so that's what we need Mm. and that's kind of like my dream to kind of try to help create eventually Um, I'm trying to do it this year. That was like, you see a lot of excitement when I crossed the line in Abu Dhabi, because I knew like I had just won a bunch of money and I could actually start funding some of these endeavors. I have a lot of plans in the media space. It's just, it's kind of like you need capital to get kind of rolling. And. Well, yeah, I mean, this is what I was going to say. It's difficult. I mean, I'm here going, yep, yep. I agree with you. This is true. Obviously, you know that I value media because Mm -hmm. I work well, with OCWC and the OCR report to do a lot of coverage on a lot of events. And um, it's, uh, it's there's so many possibilities, but it's difficult to do them all. Um, and most of that is down to money. You know, most people are doing it. We're still kind of doing it part time around other stuff. It's, you know, when you start talking about it, you're like, yeah, this is so exciting. There are so many possibilities. There are so many things that we could do. And sometimes it just kind of gets... Um, yeah. lost a little bit of of what the extent of what could be done and a lot yeah like yeah and i think like you know a lot of race organizations being put in a tough spot right now with having lost a lot of money through covid they don't have any extra mm. dollars to kind of throw but there was already a slight kind of decline right before covid basically i'd say since since reebok left spartan race like when they kind of left and and the NBC coverage mm. went away, like it it wasn't the same after that, and it it maintained, mm. but it didn't grow anymore. And um, yeah, now now everybody's in a kind of a spot where they can't really do it, so you need someone from the outside to come in, and that's that's a position I really want to take. 
in this space, um, which is probably like, I feel weird interviewing or, uh, you know, trying to draw things out of other athletes as their competitor. It's a weird spot to be in. So, um, mm. I think I need to not be in that position necessarily to, to be able to do all the things that I want to do. So yeah, I want to take a little more of a media seat in the sport and then I can focus my, you know, addiction on competing in a, in a different space a little bit. Uh, and that would, that would make exactly. sense into high rocks, et cetera. You'd be like, I'm definitely a, a better obstacle course racer um, than, than a, a hybrid athlete, but I think there's potential there and it's something new to chase. So I'll be leaning into that as an athlete, but as, you know, as a dream and something that I want to pursue, I definitely want to um, start some new media projects, like showcasing the athletes and the stories behind all the athletes and, and yeah, just kind of liven it up. And then, then you'll have actual opportunities to, to create sponsorship yourself and not have to rely on prize money so much because mm. that's realistically how you're going to make this like survivable. I, I agree. Uh, and this is a conversation that I have a lot because obviously I see things from the European and the US side and in Europe, I think, and I've repeated this so many times, I think there's possibly more opportunities for sponsorship because it's not such a competitive market because the countries are smaller, <laughs> you know, competing across the whole of the US. And there does seem to be more of a, um, a vibe towards, yeah, I'll perform at a race because it'll, it'll do, you know, my image, it'll be good for my image. Therefore, it'd be good for sponsorship. I've spoken a few times about how the 3K series in Europe worked, which I'm not sure if you know about that. I wasn't able to see too much of it. Well, yeah, it was completely different. And I'll only skim over it because I have spoken a few times about it. Um, it was a one event series where you athletes would qualify for the 3K final in Madrid, which was uh, in October. And they ran in teams, sponsored teams. So each team had a captain and the captain would choose their team and they'd run as a team. So collect team points together and it was sponsored and it was paid for by partnerships and sponsorships. And it was a completely different model and it worked really, really well. It was very smart of Spartan um, to do that that way over here. And there are so many opportunities for sponsorship. And this is one of the things that I've kind of been battling with with media because so often the answer is well there's not the money to do this and like but if we can offer something to our partners by doing this and give them more visibility then there will be the money to do it and then we will grow the sport and you know Abu Dhabi I think the coverage in Abu Dhabi could have been a lot bigger uh, I didn't know what was happening that weekend at all uh, from being at home I was a little bit lost I just think this is a huge event with big, big partners that really want showcasing. And we've not celebrated that. Um, aside from the athletes as well, I'm thinking this from a business point of view. So there are massive, massive opportunities just to do better uh, with the media. But there's also a lot of people working on it that kind of, oh, yeah. a lot of cooks, should we say. That's you know, It's, it's always hard to get a, a coherent answer because there's so many different people in the field. But yeah, it's, uh, it's something I'm very interested yeah. in as well. Yeah, it's, it, it seems like a lot of media is an afterthought or it wasn't part of the original plan and they're just like, figure it out when you get mm, there. It can be, yeah. Um, and and I, what I'd like to stress to these brands is like, the way that you engage a younger audience is through the competitive side of the sport. Like, unless you want Spartan Race to become, and I, and I mean, that's what drives the sport for sure, is the open wave participants and but what I see mm -hmm. that moving more towards is like Spartan race, which was the competitive like side of OCR is going to become the fun side of OCR at some point, if it continues on its current trajectory, mm -hmm. which there's a place for those. And that's the majority of the space. But if you want to reach a younger demographic, mm -hmm. I think that's through the the age group and the elite series and, and those kind of athletes, because when kids play basketball, they don't play basketball to, you know, stay healthy. They play basketball to be LeBron James, right? <laughs> like that's what they do. Um, so, so the, the stay healthy marketing reaches yeah. the masses and stuff. But if you want like a younger audience to start filling up, 
into your brand in like the 10 years, 20 years to come, you need to relate to those people a little more. And that's where I feel like the real angle of like investing in your future audience comes from with, with the elite side of the sport is like, they're going to see the superstars and you're going to get some kids that are like, I want to do that. That's going to be super cool. And most of them aren't going to be able to like Mm -hmm. all of us set goals when we were kids of like all the like professional sports things that we were going to do. And most of us couldn't do it. Right. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's an angle that I'd like to be acknowledged a little more as like we can bring a younger audience in, but it's not through the same avenues that you're going to get like your 35 to 50 year olds. Yeah, no, very valid point. Uh, and the younger people in OCR is always a really, really tricky one. And it's not it's not going so well at the minute. There's a lot of changes within the sport as to who can take part in adult races with just, you know, the mm-hmm. basic business side of it, like insurance. And the market is becoming a little bit limited and it's it's frustrating, but it's also everyone's a little bit helpless as to what they can do with it. And this was a conversation I had quite a lot a few years ago is and what can we do to get the younger people in? And they I don't know. I mean, again, from the American point of view, it's kind of like, well, it's not a sport that is going to get you into college. So people are not necessarily interested. Mm. We don't have that system over here, but we also don't have necessarily many opportunities for people to race. It's 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 a it's a really well, it's a really difficult one. I mean, in an argument for the US market, like you don't Oh no, absolutely. Not everyone gets into the the D one school to run, right? That that just doesn't happen. There's a lot of people. There are a lot of kids that took it seriously. That did they, absolutely, not but that's make it. yeah. That's that's the argument that I've heard mm-hmm. coming towards me. I don't necessarily even understand how that works. It's absolutely not a criticism of of how it works. But you know, a lot of people say, well, if they're going to focus on a sport, it's going to be one that they might have a chance to, you know, get a scholarship, etc. And so yeah, it's a shame. But then you know, we see great athletes coming over from track, etc., who manage to transition, and if the sport yeah. works well enough. For sure. For them. Yeah, there's a lot of potential here. It could it could be really good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, so it's so frustrating. Like, all it needs is like one, like one of the dominoes to fall. And then the rest of them can start going as well. And it could oh, it could yeah. be really, really great and like a renaissance of OCR and, and more growth and, and really bring it into the mainstream more than we ever saw. And it's like, well, we'll we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Hopefully, like you know, you and I can play our parts in it and, and somehow get it to to roll the right direction. Um, and I hold out hope for it. Like, <laughs> I love this sport. I want to see it be as successful mm. as possible. And I, I love the sport side of it, too. Um, so that'd be really cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, on, on, a, on a lighter note, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be coming to Mammoth this year. <laughs> Gonna actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, haven't been to Mammoth in a few years, so it'll be nice to get back there. Well, I mean, are we officially in Mammoth? I'm not going to say anything. Uh, oh, we're it just in California. Says California. I see. Um, we we've not made we've not made an official announcement uh, launch, but okay, location announcement yet. But um, I'd love to see a SoCal one, like some rolling hills, hard packed cross country style course. Just watch people flying as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect mountain racing and it took me a lot of years to get good at it. And it's it's a different skill set, but fast running is really cool too. Uh pa- power hiking is a little bit of a different Yeah, it's it's game. it it was tough in Mammoth. Like that was the criticism of people before they came and acceptable. It was it was tough just to exist there. Um but I think it was tough for everyone. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's like, well, this is it's like saying in Abu Dhabi, the sand is hard. Yeah. The sand and the heat is hard for everyone. Um, some people will be able to manage it better than others. But no, it'll be amazing to have you back at OCRWC. Like we've definitely missed your presence there. And having seen you, you know, in Abu Dhabi, we want that competition. It was, you know, 23 was great. We saw some great results, but say the more competition the better i love the sports side i I love like i'm the average guy that's the thing like i am i will always be the average guy and that's okay and i love encouraging you know the average person into the sport but i love the sports side as well and i get so excited about it and the competition really really thrills me so i'll be really excited to have you there heck yeah i'm looking forward to it i had a little lack of uh exciting obstacles this last year and i went through a little 
withdrawal. So I'm going to, I'm going to give into it. I'm going to come back. Uh, I need that 15 K that 15 K <laughs> is missing from the, from the resume. And I, uh, yeah, I, I was leading it at one point a couple of years ago and just dropped the ball on that one. So redemption and uh, check that box. Like I said, <laughs> we need that one. And there's somewhere else you're going to be as well. That's super exciting. That is kind of the race on everyone's lips at the moment, which is coming up pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? He he is still going, isn't he? <laughs> I was like thinking about it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> where, 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 oh, yeah. Where? Yeah. I'm spending so much time in that part of the world. It's wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like we have we have Tough Mudder one weekend and then the very next weekend is Gov Games again. Yes. So, so you're gonna be, be going... staying over for both. Yep, nice. I'll be staying in Dubai the week before and then going back for Gov Games again. Nice. So what's your kind of history with Tough Mudder? Have you have you done many of them? Have you competed? Are you none? I know nothing about it. I've watched World's Toughest Mudder many times. I mm -hmm. watched the documentary that came out like last year. Um, but historically, like as I got competitive in the space, Tough Mudder didn't yes they moved away from competitive racing mm -hmm. except for the long endurance stuff which i am not that kind of athlete mm -hmm. yet so um it never really presented an opportunity for me to compete at a tough mudder it would have been just like a fun experience uh which i don't really get to have a lot of those if you're these a competitive days. athlete you can't really waste your time i guess i'm just having fun yeah so so yeah this will be my first tough mudder i've never seen any of the obstacles uh in person never done any of them but it should be fun. Like I'm not going in by myself. I have a, a team of guys that we're going to go have a good time mm. and run hard for eight hours. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like a little relay and it should be good. I mean, the the competition on that race is going to be deep. We saw today that uh, John Alban is going to be there. That's going to be mm. the first OCR that he's back at since what, 2019? I think so. Yeah, 2019 Tahoe was probably the last time we saw him. But then he got really good at trail racing. Yeah, I mean, kind of like, absolutely. Last time I spoke to him, and I was like, "Are you going to be coming to OCRWBC?" I think it was for twenty twenty two when things were opening up because twenty one he wouldn't have been able to go, and he was like, "I can't. I race with GB Trail, and I I can't do that at that time of year." And I was like, I "Really want you?" <laughs> um, and you know, he's doing he's doing absolutely brilliantly, but I mean, it's going to be pretty awesome to see him out there again, for sure. Um. Yeah, he's like the one guy I never really got to compete against. I only ever raced in it with him in Tahoe, mm. and I was a teenager at that time. So it, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to to see him. Maybe I'll actually get to meet him, like he is for the first time. Nice. Never met him before. Funny um, guy. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get my chance to actually compete against him in, in, in an obstacle race. I feel like that time has probably passed, but. Uh, it'll be cool to be on the same course as him for sure. Would you not be competing uh, against him in Alula? Well, I'm I'm racing the team category, so four-man right, okay. team. Yeah, so I have I have Leon, Manuel Defoe, and Nikolai Dam. We're, nice. we're all on a four-man team. team. So how does that team work? How does the team format work? So uh, it's a relay, basically. We all go out on the first and last lap all together as a group, mm. and then we split into teams of two. Mm -hmm. because there's some obstacles out there that I think require some teamwork mm -hmm. sometimes. So uh, we go out and sets of two. So it'll probably be Manuel and I will go out for a run. Mm -hmm. We come across the line, we tag off to Leon and Nikolai and they take off for their lap and we just trade off for the whole eight hours until we run the very last lap altogether again. Nice. And does it always and have gonna... to be two people running together? It can't just be one of one that'd be too easy we were hoping for one because that was going to lean really well into us but um yeah we're not going to have that but we have we got some competition there's some good teams showing up i just saw that sergey's putting the four-man team together wow okay um with some really fast guys from the uae so mm -hmm. there's going to be there's going to be some quick people it's not going to be just like the fun summer camp that i was expecting <laughs> and is the other prizes as deep for team as they are for individual I think it's 
40 grand for the win for the four man team. So we'd each walk away with 10. So that's mm -hmm. really, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, for a team event, that's incredible. I've never seen anything like that. So uh, lots of prize money going everywhere and we're all hoping to get a piece of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there's that much prize money and everyone's racing at the same time, rather than, for example, OCRWC, where each event is on a separate day and technically somebody could win all of them. It's kind of like you've taken four really great athletes out of the running for the individual prize. So then the individual is going to be like, cool. <laughs> but uh, each yeah. team, you know, you need four good people. It, it is a team. And people love team events as well, don't they? It's always such a highlight. It's a different experience because, like, there's less pressure and more pressure at the same yeah. time because there's less pressure on yourself like you're, you're putting less pressure on yourself, but at the same time, you don't want to let your teammates down and you want mm -hmm. to perform for them. And I think it almost goes back to like training on a team when you're, when you're competing in like track and field and you're cross country and you're doing all your workouts with a team, it's easy to share in suffering with other people and push yourself farther without having to go into a different mindset. It's just part of what everyone's doing together. It's a shared suffering versus when you're by yourself and you're training by yourself or racing by yourself, like it's all on you. And if you are in pain, you're the only one that gets to experience that and you have to deal with it on your own. So mm. getting to race with other people and kind of share in that experience, it's, it's different than anything else. And I think there should be a lot more team presence in OCR. So I'm glad that there's like a big team race that we get mm -hmm. to do. Um, because I think that's super exciting and, and super engaging for the athletes. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that tends to be the theory of people, even though athletes are trained to perform and to do their best, there somehow seems to be an extra gear that can be pulled out when other people are relying on them, which is kind of interesting about how the brain works. It's like, how, how, and, but yeah, people really love it. They find it's, you know, elevated competition but also more joy with with being with the others and, and then getting to do it all together it's it's absolutely a different beast it's fun and it's one of the fun things of OCR the the development how it keeps changing and the new ways of sport being because it's, it's not many sports where you can perform in so many different ways yeah it's cool um I actually drew up a full uh OCR concept and event style mm. that um had individual competition and team built into it um i won't go into a lot of details i'm gonna hold on to that until i'm able to <laughs> debut it but it sounds interesting um, yeah i think like there needs to be a lot more team presence um in the individual competitions as well as like standalone team events mm. um having different athletes on a singular team and having point series and all that sort of thing like that gives a lot more opportunity for people to latch on and root for certain athletes or certain teams. Um, and it also provides like sponsorship opportunities for teams to get back similar to what you said happened on those three K teams. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Like that's what we should be looking for and mm -hmm. having racing teams and, and point series to see which like in motocross there's different teams and they have multiple riders and you see which manufacturer is going to win the, the, yes. the kind of like the point series or whatever. And that's a big deal. Like that's part of the whole, there's the individual glory, but then there's the overall season point standings and, and which manufacturer, which teams are performing better than others. I'd like to see that in OCR one day. Mm. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. Again, like with the media, there are so many possibilities of things. It almost kind of feels like there's a constant, um, everyone's trying to catch up with what's currently going on and kind of just keep things moving, that perhaps there's not enough focus on the development. Um, I mean, I know Chris now, Chris Maltby's a, kind of working across Tough Mudder and Spartan on product development, and he seems to have some really, really great ideas and is focused on what, you know, his opinion of of the sport will be and how, how that will be good. And I, you know, think that could be great. And it's nice to see that there is that very dedicated focus on on developing the sport but yeah there are so many opportunities of how it could be so great it's it's almost a shame not to not to run with them but yeah <laughs> I, my phrase always is it's a baby sport we've got to kind of go through so many um evolutions before we find what's what's comfortable and what works but hopefully we can do that before it kind of runs itself into the ground maybe i know that sounds really depressing and a little bit dismal but 
yeah, it's to keep people on board and to keep the competition going whilst it works out what it is. For sure. And it's just kind of the truth of it. Like, um, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm -hmm. And that's true with like any business, any idea, <laughs> any race, anything. It's just yeah. how it is. If, if you're not trying to evolve and grow and continue on, then you're just going to be going backwards. So uh, fortunately, you know, um, some parts of the world are coming around and things are getting better and people are competing in races again. We're looking at like actual decent attendance numbers similar to like pre-COVID and, and that's just good for the industry. I'm glad people are participating again and things can actually, there's yeah. actually the potential of turning the corner versus we were like, hopefully we can just keep this alive. And now it's like, hopefully, like we know it's going to be alive. Hopefully we can make this better than ever. Yes. So that's a nice place to be. But uh, do you have any races on the schedule this year? Are we, are we competing anywhere? Are we stepping on any start lines? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I'm I'm going to do so a little bit more road running, um, half marathon. I'm not a marathon girl, but I'm going to stick to half marathons and I'm going to do an infinity in Scotland in the summer. Very cool. So I'm going to get my racing done before championship season because then I'm just kind of like flat out working. But yeah, I'm, oh, I'm working towards infinity and probably maybe like a few fun things in between. I really like taking my daughter. I've got six year old. I really like taking her to Spartan and uh, Little Mudders. She 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 doesn't love the mud annoyingly, but she does like doing the races a lot, <laughs> and it's it's good fun. And um, my partner used to work in the US in Spartan race, so now he's in the UK, and I'm like, I want to take you to a, a UK Spartan race, and and you know, get you running there and get you to experience it. So I think we'll probably do a bit of that here. Yeah, I'd love to do like a. Uh a VJ Jones versus the world series or something. And I get to go travel to all these countries because racing is so much different in every yes. different country. Yeah. So experiencing all of those is really, really cool. Like even the, just the, the different experiences between us Spartan race and UK Spartan race or mm. Spartan race, France, like they're all very different. Well, there's a lot the that goes thing. into making them different. And, mm -hmm. you know, even though Spartan UK and Spartan Europe kind of work together a lot now, even just the culture of the country that you're in, which in Europe, they are very defined. Like that, I think that's what makes Europe as a as a continent so special. When you go to each country, you know you're in France or you're in Italy and Spain. But that kind of also passes over into the races, just in the way people are and they behave. And each one of it makes it slightly different. And then, of course, you do have each country has its own kind of brand or style of racing and I'm excited to see what's going on in Italy. You know, not that long ago, OCR wasn't huge there, and it's it's growing really, really quickly in Italy. Um, so that's that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun over there. There's a lot happening, but that would be great. You should do that. I mean, if you had the money, absolutely, you should do that. I'm working on it. I'm talking <laughs> to brands, trying to get some sponsors back in the game, and 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 try to make a lot of exciting things. Like we need things that people besides who's already in the sport people outside the sport can latch on to mm. and be interested in. And most of that's going to be in the content space. Mm. Um, and I, I really don't like having an Instagram and posting on it all the time, but it's just kind of, it's kind of part of the game. You got to learn to love it. So I'm going to like really kind of lean into it this year. I like social. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think, I mean, I have a private account, et cetera, but I think I live pretty honestly on social media. There's no, BS. It's just this is what I am. And I think it's a great resource for people if you if you curate your feed correctly to have healthy content. It's a great way to see what's going on, to be inspired, to to find out how to better yourself. And that happens by people creating content. And I don't think it has to be a bad thing. And I don't think making content and wanting to be successful from it also has to be a bad thing. Like it's fun. It shouldn't take over people's lives for sure, but it can just be fun and other great things so yeah and that's and it's it's astonishing because maybe you know you might be too young to remember but i'm not it was very difficult not that long ago to get anything out to people without spending a heck of a lot of money and this is a, a free resource that we have at our fingertips to to reach the world and it's limitless i think it's magical so keep keep making content do it it's, it's great and another thing you know when we say about ocr and people are like oh the heyday of ocr is past it's like how many people have done an ocr 
Like, yeah, millions. How many millions and millions and millions of people are there in the world? The market that's available is huge. There's no mm -hmm. way that it's had its peak and it's died. Like, we've barely scratched the surface of people that could want to do it, or even people who could be incredible in competition. And we get that to them by talking about it and, and celebrating and shouting about it. So don't don't discount having social and, and doing it. It's great. I like that perspective. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a fan. There's a yeah. long rant there. Sorry. No, it's it's great to look at it as a resource. Um, and I try to push myself into using it more that way, mm. into more connecting with people and with putting content out there with a purpose and use it as a tool rather than, uh, you know, just mindless scrolling. Um and sometimes you got you get sucked in. Instagram is very good at its job. It's it's mm -hmm. definitely meant to capture you and 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 put you in the chair, and mm -hmm. watch you scroll. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my that's my fight this year. That's Go what it's for all about. it! I like it. You've got some pretty good goals. I like them. I like to see that you're back on the scene. I like to see you being vocal and um, competing. It's good. The you know, there's a space for you here, and and it's good that you're taking it back. Appreciate that. My pleasure. Well, on that note, unless there's anything big that you want to talk about that's coming up or that you're doing, um, on that note, I think that's a good place to to call it a day. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of content, a lot of racing. Um, I just released a short course training guide, 12-week oh, nice. short course guide. Um, so if anyone later this year will be showing up to OCRWC and wanting to compete in that 3K. You want to win your age group. You want to be the world champ. Um, check out that program. I put a lot of years of studying how to get good at this sport into that program, mm -hmm. into 12 weeks of building you into a very capable obstacle course racer. So check out that program. Where would um, we find that? That's going to be on vjjones.com or nice. on my social media, VJ Jones. You can check that out. Uh, there's a few different spots you can find it, but it's out there. And it's a good resource and I've worked on it for a while and I feel really confident that it's uh, it's going to lead people to be a lot fitter than they were when they started. Love that. Love that. Amazing. Let's direct people there and uh, thank you. Thank you. It's great. Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs>